Welcome to Meanderings with Trudy, the podcast with Angie Arndt. Hi, Angie. Hi, Trudy. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being here. We are tackling the topic of worry today, which seems sort of appropriate given all the stuff that's been going on. I mean, mm. I think when we when we talked about all of this, uh, mm. I wrote, you know, for the first time in my life, I feel worried about all kinds of things. You know, mm. will I have enough money for my retirement? Um, will there be peace in my time of retirement? Mm. Not a question I ever asked myself in the course mm-hmm. of my life. Um, are my kids going to be okay? Is the world going to be okay? Will we have clean water and air? And and then homelessness. And I see it in my own city and in mm. places around me, people on the streets that I never thought would be on the streets, tents in my mm-hmm. downtown, people in parks, you know. And then I went to the grocery store yesterday for my father. And, you know, Bruce usually does the shopping. I was just mm-hmm. appalled. I spent... for three apples. Like, and this was at the discount grocery store. Now they were big apples because I wanted him to have a good, he's not feeling well, he's got a cold and, and I wanted him to have a good juicy apple. Holy shit. (laughs) Like how do people survive? Like just cost of living and then, you know, like war in the Ukraine and war in Israel and just Mm. all of this stuff. I got worry out the yin yang. And Mm. uh, so it feels really appropriate. Mm-hmm. As we meander our way around this topic of joy, because yeah, I got to tell you, joy is hard to find right now for me. Mm. Um, it's hard to find. I don't know yeah. where you're at, but uh, I know for me right now, and as I say that, right in front of me that you can't see and you listeners mm-hmm. can't see, my husband went shopping. We just got back from a two-week trip to Europe. Mm-hmm. Bruce went shopping at Costco yesterday, his favorite store in the whole wide world. And he brought me yellow tulips. And so actually that gives me joy. And they're right here. And just as I was saying, joy is hard to find. My eyes lit on the flowers that he put here. He he bought uh, two dozen, as he does, uh, tulips. And there's a bouquet on the table that he made. There's a bouquet in my bedroom on my on my uh, bedside table. And then these ones here in my mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. And that gives me a lot of joy to have just such a simple act of love and care and compassion. And that makes me uh, joyful and sad at the same time. And isn't that what we talk about here? <laughs> it is. I'm trying to think even what we've talked about, like I should have this written down in, mm. in my brain even. But so far, you know, this is a thread of on worry, on mm-hmm. hope, on love, on I don't mm-hmm. I don't on all the things. We've talked about. <laughs> well, we've talked last week like, or last well, time was talking about, about time? enough. Yes. Uh, yes, on enough. enough. And yes. we were looking and at scarcity and, and abundance and, and yes, yeah, right. so we're we're sort of following yeah. the 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 pattern laid down by Khalil Gibran yeah. in his book uh The Prophet. Right. Um right. and and we and, picked and people topics. have tugged on this, yeah. you know, forever. You know, what sure. is it what is to be human? Yeah. Uh, which is all these different lenses in which we get to explore and wrestle with. Uh, for a little while, meander around with on what does it mean to be human and to admit that we're human. And it's not just, again, I've mentioned this a a kajillion times of how grateful I am for you and your commitment to not only bringing joy into the world, but of looking for it and practicing it 
mm-hmm. your own self. And and there's that even there's that question on, on what is joy, and that's a whole rabbit hole of you know going down. And, and how do you know it? And, and joy is one of those things that is only experienced in the moment. It's not something you can plan for. Happy you can plan for. Like we're going to be happy. This mm-hmm. is going to be a happy event. And there's an expectation mm-hmm. of what it will feel like, of what it will look like, about how big people smile. You know how people will light up, and it will be happy, and we'll all be happy, and yada yada. Mm-hmm. Because we're trying to control and avoid sad. Mm-hmm. Joy isn't anything you can plan or prepare for. It's not something you can even uh, experience anything but right in the moment. And it's that kind of, uh, I don't know about you, but I experience joy as kind of like this stop, like a hard stop. And all of yeah. it, it's like this flood of, and it has other tinges to it. So I don't know that joy even has its own strict, hard and fast definition other than it has a moment of lightness, or it is uh, a, a, an effervescent bubbling, or it mm-hmm. is, and maybe it's experienced different different times. At some moments, joy to me is very grounding. It's very solemn. It's like a solemn joy that mm-hmm. feels a lot like gratitude. But it's, but it's. I don't know how you even untease those two things apart from each other. Yeah. Um. But joy isn't, and it, it's things that you can practice setting the conditions for. It's things that you can till the soil for. It's things that you can open space in your body for, be cracked open mm-hmm. to make room for. But it's not anything that you can control. And um, I think control is a big part of being human. It's mm-hmm. it's our part of want of thinking that control is the human experience. We we want to be in control, mm-hmm. and joy is a moment of not control mm-hmm. as is um fear as is um you know th- there are things that we don't want to experience so we try really hard to avoid those things whether it's heartbreak or you know whether it's you know fixing the world so that we just feel better and love each other mm-hmm. um, yeah disappointment Disappointment, all, all all the things, yeah. and and everybody wrestles with it. You know, it's, it's part of being human, and part of being human is to continue to ask the question of what does it mean to be human, and yeah. that you know, what is joy, and how do I make not how do I create it, but how do I pay attention to it because it, it it's right here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, just but now, it's not like, the only thing that's right here. Yeah. Like the pivot that I was having just in that second of, uh, exactly. you know, I'm I'm yeah. in the depths of worry around all these yeah. things that I feel, yeah. I feel, are not yeah. going and maybe a lot of other people also feel, let's face it. I, yeah. I saw homelessness in, in Europe while I was there too, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, with the cost of everything going up, yeah. housing, food, gas, yeah, you know. Insurance uh, clothing, on EVs. Every, I was reading an article about that. Insurance oh on gosh. EV cars going up incredibly because there's not a lot of people who can fix them. Right. Uh, they cost a lot of money to fix. Um, yeah. And the accidents that happen with them are bigger and badder because those vehicles are, are much heavier than an average car. So they cause right. a lot more carnage when they right. hit something. So insurance rates now, now right oh, now, are just yeah. like... Doubling and tripling for people. If you got an EV, watch out yeah. for your insurance because the actuarial tables are now kicking in, and people are having seven hundred thousand dollar increases in their in their insurance year over year. Mm. Craziness, craziness. So all you know, things are going to happen that disturb. But because there's there's um, 
my my perspective or lens is that we have a perception of how life should be and there should not be homelessness. People should not have to suffer needlessly. There should not be war. There should not be illness that we can prevent or people shouldn't be hungry there. And those are those are traditions that have been handed down to us from generation to generation, regardless of religion, regardless of faith. There there is some stream of us that is heard. You know, if you have enough to share, you share it. If you you know, see something that needs fixed, you fix it. And that gives us the illusion of control over how things should be. Mm. I'm not advocating for homelessness. Please don't hear this as that. But it's a recognition that it has been a part of society for forever. Forever. Um, You go back to that Christian birth story and where were they going to have a baby? I don't know because there's no room. Don't tell me there's no room in somebody's house. Don't tell me there's no room. They weren't wanted. They weren't wanted. They were unmarried and young and, you know. Yeah. Uh, so they had their baby out, basically just out in Martin or <laughs> somewhere else, you know. So yeah. there are stories that remind us that this has existed for a long time, but that doesn't mean we don't continue to find ways to care for and to hold each other and to exhibit love and grow instead of turning a blind eye or instead of hunkering in this is hot on my mind because I'm writing a lot on reverence right now. Mm-hmm. And reverence is something that I have committed my life's work to growing or, or creating space to pay attention to and grow. And reverence isn't just that churchy thing. It's not just the religious thing, but reverence is a recognition of awe and wonder for all of life and the things in it. And it is a sense of us belonging to each other and belonging to a bigger picture, whatever that might be, whatever that might be, that the people who are living around the world are somehow connected me to me and the little things that I do here do have an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we let go of the practice of reverence, which is a much longer and a whole different topic than what we're talking about right now. So I'm just going to dog ear that to come back to it at some other point. But when we let go of reverence because it seems too churchy or it seems too hokey or it seems too whatever, then the other option is to close down, to close off, to become stagnant, to become set in our ways, to wall ourselves off because no longer have we practiced awe and wonder. We have practiced shutting them down because we need to be in control of things because awe and wonder are also things that we cannot control. It might change us. It might give us a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Worry then to get back. I'm coming back to the on-ramp to the highway <laughs> that we, we started on. I know we are. <laughs> We're meandering. We are meandering. We all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worry then is a very human response that takes us away from reverence. So let me re- uh, reiterate. Worry is a human response that takes us away from reverence of right. the everyday of our experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And it and there is no I'm not going to worry and I am going to be reverent because that's a con- that's control. <laughs> that's control. Uh, that's that's my need to control it. Like just yeah. give me seven steps to be more reverent. I will do that and then I will stop worrying. Not going to happen because some worry is helpful. Like you are you already mentioned. Do I have enough money to retire on? That's a that's a fair question. Do you need to spend all of your energy tied up in, if I can just get a little bit more, if I could just, because that kind of gets us to where we are, that need for more comfort and 
plushness in the, you know, 50 years I might live, which would be really old, by the way. <laughs> in your retirement. I would be really old yeah. in yeah. 50 years, like majorly old in 50 years. Uh, however, it's, a, it's, it's worry and that makes us hoarders. But, but worry about, so there is an extent to which worry plants a seed of, what should I be paying attention to? And- yeah. you know enough to go back to that conversation on enough and right. but worry when it eats us up about how we believe things should be and how mm. we think the world should act and not just the world but the people in it including myself then the worry of that perception the worry of takes us so far away that all we then all we then want to do is be happy and we start grasping for happy here we're coming back to the joy thing mm -hmm. i'm going to grasp for happy i don't want to talk about sad things i don't want to so we we become further and the more we invest our energy into worry the more we get pulled away from reverence or joy right here in the moment because mm -hmm. we're always thinking about something else or yeah. always it, and it and you you know that feeling. I know that feeling. For God's sake, there is plenty to worry about right now. Yeah. You touched upon a few of them, but and that doesn't even include healthcare systems and and people who are you know the I I, I don't even want to plant all seeds of the here, things. Yeah, we all, all have things. things. We all have things that you know, like yeah. worry is a tomorrow thing, right? Or is it next moment thing? Is this going to yeah. be okay for me? Will I be safe? Will the people I care about be safe? Yeah. Will we have enough? I mean, yeah. these topics that we've talked talked on talked about, these yeah. are all there, and yeah. so. As you say, it's that reaching for, that grasping for something that I don't know that I have now. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's I catch myself in this conundrum uh, within myself of yeah. how do you talk about this topic without worrying that we're talking about it correctly? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my point across. Are we, are we wrestling with this the proper way? Is, yeah. you know, what, are, yeah. are we feeding the worry in the world by talking about this? Um, so all these things bubble up. And yet to me, let's equate worry with stress for a minute. Mm -hmm. Because okay. abundant worry yeah. brings up stress. Sure. And I, you know, different people carry the stress in diff different places. And I mm -hmm. even carry it in myself in different places, depending on what it is, what I'm worried what about. It what it, sure. yeah. You know, I'm, I might have a really tight jaw because I've been grinding my teeth or clenching my teeth in the middle of the night worrying about things yeah. or i might have a really tight back or something from some from constricting from not opening up to because mm -hmm. i i don't have time i don't have patience i don't have resources i need to be blah, 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 whatever my need sure to sure yeah is so i can carry it and i do carry it and i don't know anybody that doesn't have a sore neck or a sore hip or a sore back or something from worrying about their children from worrying about their parents from worrying about money from worrying about so we carry these things and there are things that we, that are good and right to do. So if we jump to fix it, you know, of course, uh, like physiotherapy is a good thing to do. And of course, therapy yeah, may be a good thing to do, to tell those stories, being in communities, practicing ritual, all those things are good things to do to alleviate mm -hmm. the the things that we carry so that we don't then have to worry about the continued breakdown of our bodies. Mm -hmm. uh, but stress felt 
it's such a high pressure, like, like a pressure cooker, like on mm-hmm. and on and on. And I think with the, I don't think my own experience and what I've read in the, in the research is that our exposure to the things in the world right now, the instant exposure to the things my phone bings or beeps, you know, I, I get a mm-hmm. banner. I should just turn it off. I know I should, but gee, I like that. Mm-hmm. And I might miss to something. Well, I'm, I'm, I might miss out. So, you know, my phone will bang and say, oh, so-and-so is in Israel right now talking to so-and-so. Oh, well, what are they doing? And that takes my mind away from, or you flip on the news or you turn on the radio and it's all right there. So we are inundated. There's there's nowhere to go, really, unless you toss everything out yeah. and go out to the world. Or, or even too. simple things. My sister reaches out. My, my yeah. son wants to talk. Um, you know, yes. I, I don't right. want to miss those things. Those are up close and personal. Yeah, absolutely. Be, you know, and and you want to be a part. So there is stress that's actually helpful. Like it, it stresses us to say that oh, this needs attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my daughter calls and says, "Hey, I I have this thing that's weighing on me," and I'm like, "Oh, how can I help her with this? It's my I I want to help her with this. I can help her with this." So there's stress that that motivates us to move. I am stressed by homelessness. Can I volunteer at a shelter? Mm-hmm. Can I? raise money for blank, you know, so, mm-hmm. so there's stressors that, <clears throat> that prompt us to engage with our social um, uh, instinct. Yeah. Yeah. And conscience and feed that to feed even in the smallest of ways, our participation in the world. Yeah. And, but stress felt over and over and again, I, and, and we are in one of those times and it's fueled by all the ways that we can get the information, mm-hmm. true and false and shades of gray Yeah, at all times that I was just, I think it was in the New York Times. I can't be quoted on that, but it was in a major newspaper that I was reading online Um that said the amount of stress that we feel on any given day is not unlike PTSD of, of what soldiers feel when they come home from a, a battle uh, mm-hmm. because we are under constant siege. Now, I'm not saying we're being shot at and I'm not saying that we are in threat of death, but our amygdala doesn't know the difference between yeah. all the worry that we're under. We, we are constantly giving off these um, hormones and... I mean, our, our bodies are on constant alert all the time. And our amygdala is in our brain, mm-hmm. that almond shaped thing that lives They're in the running, middle of our running, brain running. that says yeah. fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Um, overcare. Yeah. Yeah. Either overcare or shut down or run away or just fight the sons of bitches. Right. Um, and that's all always there. And so we are reactive so much. Mm. We are so reactive. Yeah. And so worry on worry leads us to things that we don't even know unless we slow down enough to pay attention. Is this worry helpful for me? Is this yeah. worry um, leading me to to participate in life in a way that is helpful and uh, a soother for the soul and a, and a mender for the fabric of the world? Mm-hmm. Is this worry leading to that or... And, and because it's not a pure either or, mm-hmm. or is it more tipping to the point that I am not paying attention to what's good for the whole, um, what, what is, what I can add for the benefit of the common good? Is this 
shutting me off to things? Is it shutting me down to things? And the answer is both. I mean, both are true. But with that sort of conversation with ourselves or maybe with another, I don't know that we can talk to ourselves and actually come to an honest answer because we can talk ourselves out of anything. Like, <laughs> well, of course it's adding to the common good. Somebody needs to be an asshole about this and that's going to be me, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, maybe a trusted person to talk to or say, you know, I'm scared mm-hmm. or I'm really angry or I am worried. Thanks for sticking with us here on Meanderings with Trudy as we explore the topic of worry. Worry, well, not a lot of us like it, but it can also, as we're hearing, help us out on occasion. Be a force for action and good. Anyway, I hope you'll stick with us as we wander through the rest of this and tie it back to joy somehow. That's what Angie's just about to do now. Thanks for being here. Did you see the movie? Uh, this is prompting a... a... Mm-hmm. Uh, don't was it don't look up it's uh leonardo dicaprio there's a bunch of big names in this movie and it came out maybe oh, i a heard year about ago. it yeah, yeah. like netflix or i don't think i watched it though i'm not a movie watcher so okay well the, the movie is one of those it was very controversial very mm-hmm. like people either loved it or hated it there was mm-hmm. very little in between in between um but the movie is about uh, scientists who see, I think it's a big asteroid coming toward it. Like, like there's gloom and doom happening, mm-hmm. and it's farcical. Like, it's not intended. But if you if if you look at the at the parallel, like there are things happening on the planet that are similar to an asteroid coming. Like, you know, mm-hmm. things are blowing up, and things things are there's war yeah. and rumors of war, as the old Bible stories would tell us. And so Leonardo DiCaprio is one of those scientists, and they're trying to get the word out to people to say, listen. Uh, we all need to prepare for, and we all, we are we are past the point of being able to fix this. So mm-hmm. here, let's prepare for it, and nobody will pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just mad because that's not how. I don't want. Don't worry me with these problems. Like mm-hmm. I don't. Don't make yeah. me think about hard things. Right. I'm not gonna go too far because if you haven't seen it and have a desire to see it. <laughs> I will leave it. But let me just That's more than just me. (laughs) That's you out there. Yes, that's you out there. Yeah. Um, But there comes a point where he realizes that nobody's going to listen to him. Hmm. And he's tried really hard to be, to to fit in, to get the message out the right way, to market it, to do things, to. Mm -hmm. And he decides that relationships and friendships and grace and forgiveness and truth telling and that that's what really matters and it's not a happy movie it is not one of those things you're going to go gee i'd like to feel better about my life so i'm going to watch it it's not a it's not a hallmark christmas movie let's just mm-hmm. say that but when things fall apart there is a deep sense of joy in that moment mm-hmm. and fear and all those things. But there's this sense of contentment because you know what? I have healed up some things and I have said some things and I have come back to myself. Um, mm. And that, so uh, all of this talking has me 
pulling on that string of we're human beings and we're going to work. I worry about the planet. I worry about what it's going to be like for my grandkids growing up here. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, worry about different things because you just do. Yeah. And some worry is helpful. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that, you know what? It's good to have people around to share these things, the highs and lows of life with, mm-hmm. um, community and when and when i fall out of that practice which i have you know this to be true that that when there aren't regular places that i can engage in that Mm -hmm. really honest looking for what is what is a high in my life what's a low in my life can i name that and not have anybody try and fix it or solve it or tell me what i need to do just just to hold it to to speak and to be heard and to offer that in return to listen to somebody else's that somehow alleviates the the intenseness of the worry of and what if what if that really is what life's all about that we're not going to eradicate war i wish we could i mean yeah there's going to be calls from the doctor that knock us out at the knees mm-hmm. there's going to be financial shit that we cannot control we're going to find ourselves in dark times. Personally, communally. Mm-hmm. And in there, what is it that... Joy seems like too light of a word right now. It's, it's the word that I want, but mm-hmm. I realize in saying it that, that it seems too light. What is it that keeps my heart open, I guess? And what is it that lets me share life no matter what is happening in ways that just in having that kind of open-heartedness impacts the world for good? Mm. Yeah. That was a big meander. I'm taking a drink of my coffee now. <laughs> Put a quarter in me and off I went. Yeah, yeah. So it's not about avoiding worry. Mm-mm. It's really about, as people who've listened to us before, will recognize the space that we land in. It's about mm-hmm. being aware of what's mm-hmm. happening inside of me. Mm-hmm. And it's being present mm-hmm. to those things that are here. And only from that place, then, being, being me, right? Yeah. You know, being me from there. Yeah. You just said that, Trudy. I want to reiterate that. I think that feels very important. It's not not worrying. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are old religious stories that say you should not worry do not worry well yeah fuck that i'm sorry um (laughs) you know i think somebody made that up i I don't imagine that jesus ever said don't worry (laughs) or as bobby mcferrin would say don't worry be happy yeah um yeah Hmm. which yeah was a ditty he wrote very quickly on the piano and never meant any deeper meaning to it however um it's recognizing the worry that we have and that that worry comes from certain expectations of how we think things should be. Mm-hmm. And are we going that way? 
And if I'm not going that way and I'm not seeing that, then what can I do to fix it? And it takes us so out of this moment. Yeah. And we are going to be out of this moment. Mm -hmm. We are going to be out of this moment. So what are the practices that we have that bring us back to the moment if even for just a f just just a few seconds that help us put our feet down that allow us to take an honest look at ourselves that give us the opportunity to say you know what i am worried without feeding it like i am worried no, and i'm going to do something about this it. it's that you can even hear yeah. the difference yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm really worried about this and this is what's happening and oh my God, what are we going to do? And I don't even know this keeps me up at night and I don't, or you know what? I've been staying up a lot at night mm -hmm. and I'm worried that I worry too much. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is always an inside job, right? Always an inside job. But shared with others because yeah. if it stays an inside job, mm -hmm. And a singular job, that means that we're shutting ourselves down and we're mm -hmm. not open to the reverence of being present to and sharing with each other. Mm -hmm. And part of that is is feeling not alone, being reminded that we're not alone, that sense of belonging. When somebody else says, in a grounded way, it's contagious. Both are contagious. Mm -hmm. That... Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> and pretty soon you got a bunch of chickens running around yeah. with their heads cut off, trying to solve the world's problems. I've been there. I've been infected by that. Yeah. But when one person shows up with that sense of grounded worry, which is also grounded hope, which is also grounded joy, which is also grounded, you know, mm -hmm. oh. I worry about this. Mm -hmm. Then somebody else can say, yeah, me too. And I have these flowers on my desk mm -hmm. that remind me that we still give a shit about each other. Mm -hmm. Not as a distraction, not as a, yeah. Yeah, they're not even open yet. They're, they're still buds. Yeah. yeah. But they don't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. So as usual, I pull out my Richard Wagamese. Wagamese. <laughs> because I will soon have a book that you can uh -huh. refer to. That's No, I said that for two years now. So go ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. So he points to silence. He points mm -hmm. to sitting in silence. And, and mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in this section on stillness in Embers, he, he points out different ways, you know, like looking at the snow and seeing it, the moonlight glint off of it and, or, you know, sitting with a fire or, or what have you. Mm -hmm. But, but he talks about a regular practice of creating stillness in his life so that he can reconnect and ground into himself. And, and, mm. and he says here, I am not created or recreated by the noise and clatter of my life, by the rush and scurry, and the relentless chase or presumption that more gets more. Mm. No, I am created and recreated by moments of stillness and quiet. I am struck richer by a pure solitude that allows me to feel the world around me and lean into my place in it. Mm. I am not the rush of words in my life's narrative. I am its punctuation, its pauses and stops. 
I am my ongoing recharge. In this silence, I am reborn. And he talks about that morning practice of sitting with his coffee and just turning inward into who he be. Mm-hmm. And I find that really, and I don't care how you do it. I mean, I, I will sit in my hot tub. Um, you know, I have a long-standing practice of doing my meditation out of my hot tub and, and mm-hmm. watching the birds flit around my garden, depending on the time of year and so on. Um, like everybody comes to silence in their own way. Mm. But I think it's, it's one of the places that we begin to cotton on to what we're doing to ourselves mm. and then begin to find our path back out to reaching for community and help talk to my best friend, have a chat with someone, connect with the woman at the grocery store just because, yeah. you know, what have you. Noticing the flowers on my desk and recognizing somebody picked the coffee beans that resulted in the coffee that I just had. All of these ways in which I'm connected to the world that then underlined for me some of these other things that we talked about, a sense of gratitude and appreciation and so on and so on that then creates the texture of our lives and in some ways weaves in that ribbon of gold or silver or whatever you find precious that makes it worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's not about not worrying. No. It's about so much more than that. Yeah. But when you worry, you hold on to it. And I I like to say you create climate instead Mm -hmm. of allowing weather, right? Mm -hmm. When I hold on to the things that worry me, Mm -hmm. all the things that may be there, Mm -hmm. I create a mood in myself that increases my increases my worry and anxiety causes me suffering but only when i sit down and notice what's happening inside of me do i kind of cotton on to that don't necessarily have to sit it can just be a realization if i have a practice of being aware of it yeah it's almost like uh, other things that we've talked about with with a bit of stillness, maybe not silence, but stillness. Yeah. Um, there's permission or a space. You know, I am worried about blank. Yeah. But what is it that caused? What, what is the underlying? Like, why am I worried about that? Yeah. Is it because I should be worried about that? Am I really worried about that? Okay, I am really worried about that. Why am I really worried about that? And where does that come from? And then what can I do? Not to, what can I do to fix it and make it go away, but what can I do to contribute to the good of the whole? I was thinking um, when we were kids, and I still do this, that we would get dressed up in our Halloween costumes, which it was just Halloween not that long ago. Yeah. Um. We would get dressed up in our Halloween costumes on a Sunday afternoon in my little town where we went to church and we would get these boxes and we would go around trick-or-treating again to the Sunday closest to Halloween. And we would say, knock on people's doors and we would say trick-or-treat for UNICEF, the United Nations Mm -hmm. uh, Children's Fund. Right. 
and people would put dimes. I'm old enough that they put dimes and quarters in. Um, now you can do it electronically and all that stuff. But there's something about that that I am worried about what kind of world my grandbabies will grow up in and what kind of world. And I am sad. The worry is comes from a place of sad. Mm. Of I see what is happening. Uh, how many children have died in the wars, uh, plural. Yeah. Not, not just the war of the day, but wars, yeah. plural. And not just in the wars, but in, oh Lord, so many other ways and harmed in so many other ways. And if I worry about that, even just talking about it right now here with you, I can catch my body tensing up mm-hmm. because it triggers something in me. It's not worry as an abstract. This is a heartfelt, mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. And it's not new. It's not mm-hmm. new. And it likely will not end in my lifetime. I do know that. But that doesn't mean that I don't add something. So I still contribute to UNICEF at Halloween time. I think the United Nations will do something good with that. But it doesn't have to go to a national organization. It could be I'm going to go to the local youth center's plant sale and buy a plant from them and make sure that they still have programming for youth here in the community. Or, mm-hmm. But when I scratch at it and get to the sad and the worry, somehow that gives me courage to act on it. But if I don't sit with it and get still with it, I don't. I just let, I, I just feed the worry. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is happening? And it's always somebody else's fault. But, and rightly so. There are a lot of people to blame in this. But yeah. there is also something that we can do in our own little way by facing the worry and not running from it. Yeah. 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 Well, like a lot of these things, worry can be also a place for action. Yeah. Right. So again, it's not about not worrying. It's about noticing it. Yeah. And intentionally deciding what's my part here. Yeah. Is this a place for me to act or is this a place for me to let go and just simply notice that that's going on inside me and then not, behaving in my relationships from that place of worry yeah you know being impatient or apologizing (laughs) yeah say oh yeah i did that yeah i didn't mean i didn't mean to sorry Mm. about that yeah yeah (sighs) anyway i think that's where we'll put up our microphones for for now mm-hmm. we're we're about uh, about at time and i'm wondering is there anything before we do that that you want to add angie no no that okay. sounds great that sounds like a good pause right there yeah and i do think uh our next meander coming up is supposed to be on aging and getting older but i'm wondering since mm. that'll be dropping just before christmas you know, mm-hmm. the second tuesday of December, maybe, maybe we should look at uh, something that you planted a seed for from earlier around reverence. Maybe you might have something more to say about that then. I don't Mm -hmm. know. As we let's talk on reverence. Yeah, that that can 
It we kind of feels right to me. I think we we've done a little yeah. bit of preparing of the of the ground and yeah. and uh, feels like it would be a you know and a a timely timely meander at that point. So that's okay with you. And Great with me. With you, our listeners, then that's probably where we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. um, as usual, please like on your social media um, this pause cast. Um, share widely as you will. Subscribe if you will. Uh, we are wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this podcast pause cast is there. <laughs> <laughs> And um, thanks, Angie. It's always so, so great. Thanks, Trudy. It is great to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, likewise, likewise.